Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into another episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you. We are into December. We've got championship weekend. And that's where we're going to focus a lot of our time. A lot of college breakdown on the show today. The Bears are on by. The NFL slate largely kind of stinks in week 13. Uh, maybe a couple of interesting matchups. One, one definite one in Philly. That will break down a little bit later on. But we're going to spend a lot of time on a championship Friday and Saturday. And then we'll have... The final four playoff teams all set after the selection on Sunday. Mikey, good to be with you. As always, happy holidays, my friend. Yeah, Carmen, it's great to talk to you and Brendan. And uh, I got to be honest with you, man, it's the holidays. Everybody having some fun. And uh, the only guy didn't have fun last week because the the odds couple had another winning week. I went 0-1-1. I knew this day was coming. I got destroyed with the book, went 1-4. In a media pool, I mean, I've been doing so well. Yeah. I said, this day is going to come. I get blanked. So, you know, this is what I've tried to teach everybody or what I've tried to tell everybody. I told Carmen last week, I he never, I don't know the last time I didn't take a side, okay, mm. on the game. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. It's about the discipline. I'm 19 and 16. If I would have taken uh, the last two weeks the games just that I liked, mm-hmm. two and eight I would have been. Oh, man. See? So it's about my money management. Wow. But in the meantime, Carmen is 19-9 and one. I'm 19 and 16. So we're winning, and then you got the producers, including Brendan Riley, and Brendan just told me, Mike, I can't wait to put this thing up today. I really can't, the podcast, because he's going to be on it. He's on fire. I'll have it up by 115, 120, 130. I know he's got a lot of things to juggle, but you guys come first because we we get I get the airtime from Well, he wants to get his pick out there, too. I think he's 2-0 on his picks with us. So absolutely. You go. He's on fire. Brent. Absolutely. Brent, you know, that's what he was telling me. Please, can I put you guys up first? I go, out. Well, we'll see. It's not that important. But in the meantime, Carm, I was so bad last week. Did I change to WTTW? You ever do this <laughs> when you get your ass kicked? At 4 o'clock, and I watched great Broadway hits of the 50s on PBS. That's what I was doing. I had I had no stomach. for. The, have you ever had that bad? You have no yeah. stomach to see what's coming. I've had it. It's yeah. happened. And, 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 and once again, New England. Oh, God. I mean, New it's England. just... I mean, they can't beat the Giants. It's terrible, you know. So you it, know, and like it, it people, was, it, but it's part of the game, and you got to move on. And everybody's trying to make a case for them again this weekend because oh, the news God. hasn't been good on Keenan Allen. And if Keenan Allen, you know, as we record, we haven't seen the Friday injury report from L.A. yet. If Keenan Allen doesn't play, mm-hmm. like, you know, no Palmer, no Williams, both already out, potentially no Keenan Allen. I still don't think I, I'm not backing the Patriots. I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, but that's aren't it. You terrified to back the Chargers? Well, yeah, that's you talk away. about a stay away. Oof. I mean, my God, the only guy making uh, and Eberflus looks better than Staley, though. Oh, I mean, God, seriously. Just, it, uh, you, and he's you, got a franchise right. quarterback. You're probably right. I mean, it's I just mean, brutal. He's the, he's a defensive guy, and and, yeah. and yet you see Herbert and that poor guy. I don't know what's going to happen. I know. Is he going to play his whole career like Fouts out there and just oh. and went absolutely Dan Fouts? If he would have won one Super Bowl, even yeah, he's catapulted mm. as one of the great. He's still a great passer right. out of Oregon, but he goes another notch with the great ones, and he couldn't get it done. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Oregon, let's uh, get oh, right, yeah. right. Should we do it? Let's get yeah. right into it, Woo! my friend. Uh, we start with the game 
tonight. It is funny. What a great segue that is. Uh, Herbert yeah. from Fouts to Herbert into Bo Nix. And the Oregon Ducks against the Huskies in Vegas on this Friday night for the Pac-12 title yep. game, where Oregon is about a nine-point wow. favorite in this game. They were a three, three-and-a-half-point underdog in the first meeting, but, boy, a lot has changed since mid-October. Huskies fallen a little bit, even though they are still undefeated. Michael Penix isn't the same as he's nursed through injury here in the second half of the season. Oregon, meantime, has been incredible. Ten and two against the spread this season. The only loss was, of course, by three points at Washington back on October 14th. If you go back and think about that game, uh, Oregon had more yards. They outgained the Huskies by about 125 yards in that game. They had more first downs. They had nearly nine more minutes of possession, but they went 0-3 on fourth down. That's what kind of sunk the Ducks in that game, including the missed field goal at the end. And uh, here we are all these weeks later, and what a dramatic turn, Mike, from it to go from Oregon getting three, three and a half to allow, to now laying nine seems a little rich to me, but I do think when you really start breaking down this matchup, Oregon is the better football team and the right side, certainly in terms of who's going to win the football game. The tonight. lead right now for me would be Oregon yeah. if I bet the game. Uh, Bo Nix was not playing the football he's playing now back then. Yep. In fact, Oregon wasn't playing that type of football back then. Uh, I think you do have to look at the fact that nine is very rich. But if I had to bet this game, and I was going to bet this game, it would probably be Oregon because you got two teams going in different directions mm-hmm. right now. And that's what we see here. And I take nothing away from Washington, uh, but Oregon is in just another dimension right now uh, as comparing the two teams uh, from where they were way back when. Right now, it's Oregon with me. I think Mike's 100% yep. right. This is, uh, to me, uh, I, I lay it or one don't play it. One stock's going up, one stock's going down. That's it, yep. And uh, when you really look at some of the the interesting little metrics and some of the breakdown, you know, the Ducks have been great at running the ball all season, third best rushing offense in the country in terms of yards per attempt and line yards. The Huskies, 78th in yards allowed per rush, and they rank outside the top 100 in defensive success rate against the run. Just doesn't seem to be a good matchup across that uh, you know, they're the Washington D line and the Oregon O line. So a lot of the metrics definitely favor Oregon. I'm with Mike. If there's any lean whatsoever on this game, it would be Oregon. Yep. And I think it's uh, it, and the it, point spreads like you're, they were playing a fourth place team. Oregon nine. We're giving somebody nine. Well, who are you giving nine to? A fourth or fifth place team? No Washington. Right. Well, what? twelve and O team. Yes. <laughs> think what? about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, uh, and yeah. if uh, Oregon does win the game tonight, it just uh, it sets up already some interesting scenarios come. Sunday, depending whatever happens on Saturday about a, a one-loss team getting in and which one-loss team potentially would get in because Oregon's going to make a real good case for itself if it can win this game tonight. And you'd think Bo Nix would solidify the Heisman. We'll That's talk what a- he's going for, Carm. That's yep. another uh, uh, deal that we got to throw in there. Yep. I mean, he, he's going for a, a, a bigger prize. I mean, he's going for the bag tonight for the NFL and mm-hmm. everything else and what might transpire. You're right. We'll talk yep. a little bit more about that with Luke Pergandy when he yep. joins us coming up. Saturday, the first game to kick things off from AT&T Stadium, Jerry World in Dallas, Texas. It's the Big 12 title game where Texas is laying 15 against Oklahoma State. What a rebound of the season for Oklahoma State after starting 2-2. Two and two. OK State has won seven of its last eight. 
Sophomore running back Ollie Gordon has been incredible, averaging almost 170 rushing yards per game over that stretch of games with 19 total touchdowns. But he's going to run into a potential brick wall against this Texas run defense that has been outstanding all year. Mike Gundy getting points, always pretty inviting, right, Mike? Since 2015, the Cowboys are a very impressive 25-12 and 12 against the number as a dog. That's the fourth best cover percentage in the nation. And he just seems to be really good in these spots. The Cowboys historically have been very good, especially when he's this big of an underdog, getting more than two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, the last time uh, I think I won with Texas, Chicago had streetcars going down the middle of the street. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I mean, this team, this year I bet them twice, I lost both times. You know, I think their better quarterback is on the bench, even mm, though yours is good. Interesting. But I love Manny. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. I like you grow it. Up, you grow up with Peyton and Eli. Yeah. You know, I watched him a little bit in what they call, you know, mop up. Mop right? up, yep. I was very impressed. Yeah. Okay. And he can run. He's different than the other Mannings, you know? Yeah. He can run. So I will stay away from this game like the plague. Okay. <laughs> I'm not betting Texas, and that's the lean <laughs> that I have right now. I will never bet them. I love They've it. been screwing me since Frank Broyles and Daryl Royal were locking horns when it was Texas against Arkansas back in oh, the Oh, God, 60s. yeah. Yep. Forget about it. That's great. Yep. All right, coming up next, <laughs> we will talk to Luke Pergandy. Then we're going to yep. uh, break down more of the college action from this weekend. Got a real interesting little nugget on Iowa and Michigan. Not a ton of breakdown for that game, but there's a very interesting trend that might lead us all to just throw a little couch change on the underdog. I'll explain that. A little bit later on, we'll give you our best plays. We'll talk uh, NFL, including Niners and Eagles in Philly. That should be the best game of the weekend at the pro level. So uh, lots to do, folks. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back, and uh, we're just getting warmed up, really. We're the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple here on the ESPN Chicago app. Remember, catch up on demand all weekend long with the app. And then you can catch the Encore replay Saturday morning over the air on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD 2 from 8 until 9. What a weekend we've got. And uh, to break down some of the the action, the Heisman, uh, we're into December in the NFL. This is where teams really start to to look to put it into high gear. Let's get uh, one of our favorite guests, oh, yeah. the one of the founding members of PropSwap.com. Make sure you have the PropSwap app on yep. your phone. He joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Luke Pergandy. <laughs> hey, guys. All right. What a sports weekend. Oh, my God. Woo! It's great. Mike Woo! and I already talked about uh, the Big 12 game, the Pac-12 game. We're going to cover some more. We were talking about... You know, tonight's game, as we record on Friday, if if Bo Nix and the Ducks get it done, it, it sure feels like he's going to be the guy hoisting that Heisman Trophy right. at the Downtown Athletic Club in a week. Uh, I mean, you go back to that October meeting in which they lost to the Huskies, where they were the underdog, you know, right, Luke? Now they're a nine-point favorite, as we talked about. And he was probably, you want to talk about one of the longer shots on the board, you, you're looking at 30 or 40 to 1 probably for Bo Nix. What he's done uh, in these last six, seven weeks is kind of remarkable. And doesn't it feel like if they win tonight and take care of business, he's going to be the Heisman Trophy winner? Yes. 
completely agree. They they beat Washington to advance the college football playoff. Bo Nix is, is going to win it for sure. And again, you know, we talked about him as a transfer. Uh, yeah, we've been selling tons of Bo Nix tickets, 40 to 1. So I'd say that most people got in the 20s, about 20, 25 to 1. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been an awesome story. He's minus 200 going into the game tonight, yep. you know, on Friday night. But um, I, I completely agree. They win, he, he gets it. You know, you got Georgia, Alabama, which is going to be, uh, you know, a, a great game. But uh, I, I got, if you had a Georgia ticket to win the national championship, this is the game. I mean, yep. it, it really is the first playoff game between these two teams. Are people hanging on to Alabama who took him early? You know, because people take Alabama. They're a public team, no doubt about it. Nick Saban's the coach. They've been, uh, you know, dominated. I mean, he's done okay against Smart, but Georgia's won three straight years. What's what's the story between Georgia and Alabama right now, Luke, with tickets? Yeah, so when they almost lost to South Florida, I mean, they were, like, down at the half. I think they scored, yeah. like, zero yeah. points through two and a half quarters. Yeah. And they were 40-1 to one mm. back then, Alabama was. So going into this weekend, they're 10-1. to one. So, yeah, we have sold 40-1 to one tickets on Profsop at around 12-1, to one, give the buyer a small discount. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're selling Bama tickets. Georgia going into this weekend is plus 190. So, you know, not a ton of wiggle room. If you got Georgia at four to one, you know, you can double your money. So not a ton of profit potential on Georgia. But absolutely, if you time that Bama bet properly, you can make a ton of cash going into the weekend. Obviously, if they lose, they're done. Right. I I agree with Mike said. This is sort of the first playoff game for yep. both these teams, right? There's no doubt if Alabama loses, they're out. I don't think Georgia's resume is good enough for a one-loss Georgia team to make the playoff. I don't know what you guys think, either. but what, do you guys agree with that? Like, if Bama wins, uh, I, I don't think Georgia's in, you guys. I I do. I mean, they, okay. they won twice in a row, right? Okay. And I just feel like – and, and what if Oregon loses? Well, that's true. And then Washington, now that, and Washington's like 20-1 to 1 before this game on Friday night. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you do with that? Right. So, like – you know, I, I would I would say if Washington wins, I would still put Georgia mm. in ahead of Washington if Georgia loses to Bama. Because if I've learned anything in this business, we are in the entertainment business. This is not always the sports business. This is the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like Georgia is a top four team. They would be most competitive versus uh, you know a Florida State, for example. Like I, obviously, Florida State would get pummeled. I think if they go to the CFP with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, you know when you stop and think and look at these teams next year, this will all be over. The Iron Bowl will be probably maybe irrelevant, and mm-hmm. a lot of these other games that they play, including Michigan and Ohio State, because they both might get in with the twelve-team deal. Are we going to be arguing about Liberty? Why aren't they getting in? Mm-hmm. Third, <laughs> and then they're the thirteenth team. I mean, is this we might, this is, Mike? Yeah. Are we going to end up with sixty-seven, and we're going to end up with December Madness like in the NCAA? Because well, I remember. Jim Phillips from Northwestern at the time, the Big Ten uh, uh, Northwestern AD, telling me, oh, they're never going to go to more teams than four. And here, voila, we're here. So yep. what's your gauge on that, Luke? I mean, do you think do you think we've taken away a lot of the talking points because of the 12-team uh, playoff? And what does it do for yeah. prop swap? Yeah, I, I kind of wanted eight. Um, I thought that would have been you know more reasonable. Um, but I agree with you, Mike. I mean, at what point are we arguing about Liberty? Yeah. Um, yeah. And James you know, Madison. How can yes. they screw James Madison? Yes, correct. You know. Totally. 
Totally. But I, I, I would, you know, I think four is too, too small. So, yes, you know, I, 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 t- I totally believe that a seven or eight team playoff should, should be the move. So I agree with you. I, um, you know, those, those lower ranked teams that are in the, you know, Mac or something like just because they went undefeated, like they're probably going to get killed by Alabama, Georgia, or Michigan. Uh, before we let you go, one NFL thing here, Luke, you know, we always talk about sports betting and, and you know, uh, the marketplace and, and what you guys do at prop swap um, and how, you know, look, we live in an on-demand world, right? And things right. change rapidly. And that's the case with what you guys have always done. You know, you talk all the time about buying and selling tickets in game as things are changing. A prime example here uh, is Thursday Night Football last night. We finally got treated to a pretty damn good game. Dak was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You could have had a, you could have bought a Dak ticket at, at we noon. We bought him up for two weeks ago. Well, you could have bought him at, for at thirteen to one right. at noon yesterday. He's four to one this morning because mm-hmm. that's how fluid it is. Um, and so it's just another kind of prime example of you know sort of being mindful of that i guess right luke like paying attention looking for value and looking for guys that you think might be on the ascent you know grab those tickets and then post them because again you could have had dak at 10 12 13 to 1 yesterday at noon he's 4 to 1 this morning you could have had nicks a long time ago at bigger odds too 100 percent. yeah yeah we we talked on this show about dak and brock Purdy uh being in the 15 to 1 range about a week ago so yep Completely agree. I'm not saying bet the house on those long shots, but just some sprinkles on you know ten, twenty dollar bets and some of those long shots that can really pay off. Um, you know, of course, next Sunday night I'll actually be at the game in Dallas. is a massive matchup yes. for Cowboys versus Eagles to see who you know Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott can kind of take the edge of that MVP race. But I totally agree. If you could you could have bought Dak on Thursday afternoon and flipped it on Friday for three times what you paid for it. Yeah. Um, one last point, just the NBA in-season tournament. I think this will be cool. Mm. You know, it's in Vegas next weekend. Uh, we have tons of tickets for sale on both MVP to win that and then the tournament. And how about Las Vegas? So the, the, the championship of the in-season tournament is in Las Vegas. In the next 60 days, we're going to have an NBA in-season tournament and a Super Bowl hmm. in Las Vegas. And, you know, five years ago, Vegas was just this, like, you know, satanic city that no uh, – team owner or league commissioner would possibly put any games. <laughs> now we're going to have two, you know, quote-unquote championship events in 60 days. And and once basketball gets there, all the pro teams, you know, all the sports, I should say, will have been represented. You know, Oakland's obviously uh, on the move, and uh, the Raiders are there, and the hockey team is incredible, and it's been a great story. The so. in-season tournament's like me being valedictorian of my summer school class. <laughs> and they're going to try to – and LeBron's going to try to count it on his record. If no, he gets that's it. ridiculous. I am praying to God he doesn't Stop win. Stop it. That ain't you. Oh. That's a funny line, though. I love that. Uh, yeah, Luke and, that is funny. They enjoy- had to do something to make the regular season games fun, so this is the end. Oh, they do sweat more. I watch a lot of NBA. They were drenched the other night. You offer these players five hundred grand a piece. I don't care how much money they're making. They're playing. That's they, right. They're playing for blood right Some now. Some of I them get it. perked up by it. Yeah. There's guys sweating. I haven't seen sweat for five years. Luke, uh, enjoy the weekend and all the championship yeah. action, and we'll yep. catch up again next Friday, buddy. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Uh, you too, buddy. <laughs> There's Luke Pergandy joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. How about that? I I watched last week. Uh, Miami, Butler was hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's guys on that team that aren't making a lot of money, and they're paying, playing for big money. They lost the game, but they 
dirt drenched like the old. Days. Oh, look, I mean, uh, you, you saw. Awesome. It, I got it. I got to give it to him. You saw it in the Bulls Celtics game. I mean, they're they're, they're doing hack a drumming just so that they can extend that game and build their lead so that they could have the requisite point differential to make it in Boston advance. Bulls winning without Levine and DeRozan? I know. They played maybe their best game. Yeah. You know what? The one thing, you think you're a star, and then they play and do well without you. And that sort of buys into maybe maybe both being gone eventually. Yeah. Yeah, certainly, I think. Yep. Uh, well, they probably will, because you're right. DeMar's a free agent, so that's right. I think it's trending that direction. Get rid Mike, of the right. other kid. He's done. Coming up next, we have more great college action rolling into championship weekend to break down for you. We'll touch on a couple of the big NFL games. Uh, Jim Miller's got ponies later on, and then we'll give you our best plays. Don't go anywhere, folks. we got more to do. It's The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple. With Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. Catch up on demand on the app. And then you can listen Saturday morning on the air from 8 until 9. You'll get the Encore replay, perfect during football season. I have my bacon and eggs. I'm having bacon and eggs listening to us. It's the best, man. It's the best. best, uh, It's a little accoutrement for breakfast. I love it. A little Uh, what? Yeah, you know. Um, (laughs) Mike's on Twitter at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. All right, so we talked about the Pac-12 game, the Big 12 game. How about the SEC title game, Alabama-Georgia? Here we go again. You know, Mike mentioned it when we were talking to Lou Kirby Smart uh, in the national championship game a couple years ago, getting the best of Alabama, but he is only 1-4 and four against his former mentor, Nick Saban. Georgia puts its 29-game winning streak on the line. The Dogs' last loss was December 4th, 2021, two years ago, in this game. The SEC title game to Alabama. Line down to five. We've seen it as high at six briefly, but then there's always some buyback on Alabama. So Georgia laying five. The real interesting move is uh, what's happened with the total. Upon opening around 55, 56, it got bet down all the way to about 53 on Wednesday. And then big groups came in and started hammering the over. It is back out to 55 and a half. Jalen Milrose development has been a thing of beauty, quite frankly. Uh, you know, this Georgia defense isn't nearly as dominant. You wonder if Alabama getting right offensively will be able to do enough to stay in this game. Bama's averaging nearly 44 points per game over their last five, Mike. And if you throw out the Chattanooga game, that's fine. Let's look at the last four SEC opponents. The Tides offense is averaging 6.7 yards per play and converting on third down at a 67% clip. Uh, they've really been humming here as Jalen Miro has gotten better over the last month. They've of the been season. humming because of the other team, Auburn, last week, rushing two men. <laughs> That's a good that point. <laughs> I bet that game. That's fair. And I covered. And I covered. So I'm not crying. I just got the chance to watch it. Mm hmm. The defensive coordinator, if I was the AD, would be fired. That's a good point. After what I saw. They rushed two men. The last two downs gave Milrose time. Yeah. And you don't get, wait a minute, six seconds on, on the first one. Another six seconds where he's just standing back there, five guys blocking two. And then he throws the touchdown, and there's one guy on him? Yeah. You, you have nine guys back, and you don't have the corner covered? So they're here on a gift mm. from the weak-ass Auburn defensive coordinator and head coach. That being said, 
I would take the under and Bama in this game. Period. Here we go. Under and Bama. Period. All right. Definitive. It's a lean. I like it. Good I mean, lean. It's, it's what I'm going to bet. It's not my picks. It's what I'm going to bet, but not make it a pick on the show. Love it. Sounds Bama good. Bama and the, uh, and we'll see what happens. And if it wins, I'll probably count it. Yeah, of course. No, Come I'm on. Just kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, let's look. Uh, Big Ten title game from Indy Saturday night. Iowa, Michigan. Uh-huh. Michigan is laying 22. The total is 34 and a half. And if you've been betting for a while, and you've probably heard us say it, and you know it, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. Uh, how crazy is it? Well, Todd Furman gave us an interesting little nugget. This will be just mm-hmm. the 15th time since 1980 that we will see a game with a total below 37 and a point spread north of three touchdowns. Just the 15th time. Now, what does history tell us about these uh, situations? The trend screams Take the underdog. In the previous 14 meetings, the underdog, this being Iowa, catching, uh, like I said, now 22, 22 and a half, 12 and 2 against the number. It screams like throw some couch change on it, but man, I, I wouldn't be shocked one bit if Iowa can't even score a field goal, Mike, and the game finishes 45 to 0. I mean, well, I, I think know. Iowa's just that bad. Iowa is, make no mistake, folks, the worst offense in college football in the FBS. Brendan uh, came up to me in the hallway earlier, and he said to me, you're going to come up with something different, or are you are going to talk about how you used to sneak into the Bear games? <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll try to come up. And I heard Fireman's name. Todd's one of the best, no doubt about it. I said, how do I top that? When I tell you and Brendan and the, and the listening audience that the total for the first half of the Iowa-Michigan game the total for Iowa is two and a half. It's crazy. Wait a minute. At minus 125. So, in other words, the only way if you take the over, you get screwed if there's a safety. But yes. if you kick a yeah. field goal, right. you cover on goal. the over. A field goal, Mike. A field goal. Two and a half. It's unbelievable. That I never thought I'd see. Yet, they're going to try to to run this guy out of town that wins with what he's got. I mean, who wants to go? I mean, how many great quarterbacks have come out of Iowa? The great quarterbacks go other places. I They're going know. against nil. And yet he's got the eighth-best defense. My dream is Southern Cal to play Iowa. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is mm-hmm. I don't have to watch this game. Uh, I mean, to bet this game to watch it. Right. Because I want to thank Diane Rossini and everybody who's been breaking the story about Jim Harbaugh that I brought up six weeks ago on The Odds Couple. <laughs> it was either going to be Harbaugh or Sanders. Sanders has excommunicated himself from my thought process. But we brought this up on The Odds Couple. This could be Harbaugh's squad song. Yeah. And yeah. then next year, now I know he doesn't get along completely with Kevin Warren because of the COVID situation, the way it was handled and all this other garbage. But that's neither here or there. I'm praying that my call comes true, that Carmen and I were probably saying at the time it's an outside chance, but I said that's the only way we can get it done. So I don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy Harb. I don't know if he's going to come back with Michigan after all. I times. don't think so, Mike. Yeah. I don't think so. I And that's why I'm liking what I'm seeing, but we'll see what happens. I would not touch this game with a 10-foot ball. 
Amen. I, I, are you going to take the over at minus 125? I, if anything, I, I, I'd be terrified. I would, too. I'll probably end up just playing. I'll probably put a little bit just to have to be on the side of that trend. Again, 12 But and isn't two. it a good story? And people it, are talking about that this guy wins by scoring 12, 13, it, 14 points they, a game? They've, they've got the worst offense, and they've got 10 wins. Oh, wait. They've got the worst offense Last in the country. Week, they should have lost. I know. And I, Purdy's brother I, I throws it. I just talked about one cool team that blew it. Purdy's brother. I can't even. I know. I mean, blew the game by throwing the ball uh, in the middle and, of the field. And, and that was my loss on our best right. plays, Nebraska. Right. I mean, I was I like, mean, come, come on, on, you guys. And Matt Rule, look, you bring up Nebraska. I remember Osborne and Solich, and I brought up last with Pellini. They couldn't wait to get rid of those guys. They didn't like nine wins. They didn't like ten wins. If you get rid of Ferenc, you're going to win more than ten games? At Iowa? I don't, I don't think. The guy's not. a legend. It's Over crazy. There. It's so There wild. are guys that want to play for Iowa because defensive players, you don't think want to play for Iowa? Well, I think so. Tight ends oh. and defensive players. I, I, I yeah. look at absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Um, how about the best NFL game of the weekend? It's really kind of a crummy slate. There are three fewer games, six teams on by, including our beloved Bears. But let's face it, folks, uh, you want to be parked in front of the couch in the late afternoon window for 49ers and Eagles from Philly. And it's the home team. The Eagles at 10-1, and one, getting three. Total in the game, 47.5. This will be the first time since 1970 that a team at 10-1 and one or better is going to be a home underdog in the regular season with its starting quarterback. Uh, you might ask why, and I'll tell you why. Quite frankly, and I don't want to take anything away from them. I love the Eagles. They're a great story. We cleaned up on them last year, all year. Yep. Hard to understand how the Eagles have won their last two games. They've been outgained by 225 yards the last two weeks. Their opponents have 12 more first downs. They've been outscored by 20 total points in the first halves of each of the last two. And two wide receivers on the opposition, MVS, two weeks ago. And uh, it was uh, Gabe Davis this last Sunday botching walk-in touchdowns to take down the mighty Eagles. That's why the 49ers, who have been rolling coming out of the bye, go in there as the three-point favorite, Mike. Uh, Purdy's gone seven touchdowns, one interception since the bye. They're what healthy. He for MVP? Oh, Mike. 13 to uh, one thir- still? He's like 13, 14 okay, to one. Okay, let me ask everybody this, because I heard Paulie Howard bring mm-hmm. this up from somebody's tweet. Whoever tweeted it, I, I just caught the end of, of where he worked, but I don't remember his name. But Paulie brought it up. If Aaron Rodgers was doing what Purdy's doing at San Francisco, wouldn't he be the runaway MVP? Yes. Yeah. He, so Purdy, he, I don't know, people are still in disbelief about this he, kid. He had one bad stretch, like all quarterbacks do. He, he's he's like getting... you got to take a shot at him. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Because he, they got a tough schedule coming up. I mean, nobody's got a tougher schedule. I mean, Philadelphia. Too. I know, Philly and Dallas both. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, there's an opening for Purdy here, folks. I'm just saying. He, he gets sort of. I thought that was a great tweet. If Rodgers had these numbers, he'd be MVP again. It's like he gets downgraded because, well, he's a system quarterback, but and to, he don't run, and he's you know what I mean. He's not dynamic. He just is boring and gets the job done. He makes some pinpoint passes. To your point, Brock Purdy this yeah. season, yeah. ready? Yeah, leads the NFL in Ding. completion percentage, Ding. adjusted EPA per play, Dong. adjusted net yards per pass attempt, Bang. success rate, quarterback rating. Wrong. And total QBR. Bing. I ran out of bing. He leads in every one of those, Mike, and he's 15 to 1, 13 yeah. to 1. I mean, it's, it's, if it were Aaron Rodgers, of course. If it, if it yeah, were Patrick exactly. Mahomes. I mean, think about it. And if it's Justin Fields, he's going right to Canton. It's crazy. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just Amen saying. to that. Oh, my I'm God. I'm just telling you right now. Amen to that. The Michigan Avenue would be Justin Fields it's Avenue. so good. Yet this guy can't get a cup of coffee. It's so good. <laughs> All right, coming up, Jim Miller's got ponies, then we oh, got yeah. best plays. I got something on that <laughs> Niner do, Eagle, uh, on that Niner Eagle game. So we got more to do, folks. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We're the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Best plays in just a little bit, but it's time now to get some ponies for your wagering action this weekend. And we turn to the best in the business, the expert handicapper over at Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on X at Hawthorne Jim, and he joins us now on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, we had another winner last week. Yes. It is the holiday season. There is some great racing going on now. You have stakes all over the place, and then you have fairgrounds just kicking off. Oaklawn just kicking off. Santa Anita right around the corner. So, really, for the holiday season, there is tremendous racing across the country. You said most of them head south, right, Jimmy? They go for the better weather. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, you get down there, they, uh, you the know. Yeah, well, that's true. You get, uh, you get uh, you know, nice training weather probably. So right. most of the action starts happening down south and out west. Well, and especially on the thoroughbred end of things, because you have the turf courses, too. So you have the ability to run on dirt and turf. So you do get a lot of these horses that will shift south, especially on the thoroughbred end of things. Like we mentioned, yeah, on the harness end, Meadowlands is one of the places people focus on. Race has been feeling very well here at Hawthorne, too, with racing on Sunday and Monday night. So that's been a good thing. But a lot of the thoroughbreds are going to head either out to the west or down south for sure. You know, Jimmy, I, uh, the other day I celebrated 17 years of being sober, so... I Congratulations. Almost, is yeah, great. I almost have it out of my system. Uh, but, <laughs> but I got to tell you, uh, the Christmas party uh, scene in the Seabiscuit is a party that I might <laughs> want to go back to. Is there a party like that at, at, at uh, of course, beautiful Hawthorne where they bring in the ladies and they have some fun in the stall? I thought that party was outstanding with, with Tommy <laughs> McGuire and them. I'll tell you, I, I've been 30 years in the industry and I've seen a whole lot. And things have also calmed down a whole lot over the course yet. of 30 years, too. But at the same time, you know... Everybody's got to celebrate a little bit because in racing it is. It's a 365-day yeah. year job, seven days a week. Horses have to be taken care of each and every day. So once races do get done around the holidays, everybody definitely does celebrate a little bit, and rightfully so, because they are putting in their blood, sweat, and tears into this business. And they have to because you do have to care for the horses each and every day. Jimmy, you guys expect uh, a big turnout at the book for championships Saturday tomorrow oh and then gosh. the different racing that's going on around the country? For sure, and and it's going to be busy, and it's been busy, especially, too, with so much going on, not only for NCAA football, but for the NFL as well. So, book does open early. It stays open late, so you're able to come out here, watch and wager on all of the games, watch and wager on the races as well. So, it is. It's a great combination. All in one spot, sit right out there and be very comfortable doing so. Food and drinks right there, too, so it is. It's a perfect setup. All right, love it. Uh, where are we wagering this weekend, buddy? All right, so a couple of different locations. We're in a bet these horses all across the board. So we're going to start out at Aqueduct as we have three stakes races this weekend. Race number nine at Aqueduct, we're going to bet the six horse by Lyle across the board. This one's 12 to one in the morning line. 
race 10 at Aqueduct. We're going to bet the 10 accredited across the board. This one's 4-1. to one. And then we're going to go out west to Del Mar. Race 7 is the Hollywood Derby. We're going to bet the 9 SEAL team across the board. That one's at 5-1. to one. So hopefully some Christmas presents for us this weekend. Love it. All right, so two races Saturday at Aqueduct. Race 9, the 6-horse across the board. And then race 10, the 10-horse across the board. And then it's out to beautiful Del Mar. Uh, race 7, the 9-horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's get paid this weekend. Get ready for an NFL Sunday. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next week, Jim. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! Here's our guy Jim Miller over at Hawthorne. All right, Mikey, it's that time. Uh, we've been hot as yep. a team. Again, it's been another winning season, just like uh, everyone we've ever had here on the yep. Odds Couple. What have we identified? We've only had one where we finished under 53. That's right. Yeah, that's it. In five, five this is our fifth year. Well, you know what? I'm going to start off with, uh, I think it's important to note that the height, games will get the most action, whether it be Michigan, Iowa, whether it be Alabama or Georgia. Well, that's where I come in. My hype game, my Rose Bowl for this weekend is right here on the Odds Couple. I'm giving it to you free of charge, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know a damn thing about Appalachian State. (laughs) I don't know anything about Troy. I do my system. I break every game down. I got the hat on to get the goggles ready to go, the monocle, having fun trying to break these games down. Appalachian State's eight and four, but they've been hot of late. Troy is ten and two. Mm-hmm. Troy is given five and a half. It probably will be up to six uh, by game time to Appalachian State. It's a game that people will bet based on record. Don't know much about either team, like they do about some of the other big-name teams that will be playing on championship. I'm taking Appalachian State, plus the five-and-a-half, make it six for my first pick. App State getting, At three uh, o'clock getting the points in the Sun Belt Championship. That's Love it. right, baby. I'll give you a play in the uh, the AAC, not the ACC. I love the, the AAC. The AAC Championship game. Okay. It is SMU and Tulane, Woo! the Green Wave, a three-and-a-half-point yep. favorite, and a lot of that is because SMU lost its starting quarterback. Preston Stone is down with a leg injury. I'm here to tell you, I still think the wrong team is favored. We're going to okay. take the points with SMU even without its starting quarterback. Tulane's got cluster injuries at wide receiver. That's never good. Doesn't look like Lawrence Keyes is going to play. He's the Green Wave leader in touchdowns and yards per catch. The Mustangs yards margin is twice as good as Tulane's. They average more points per game. Let's go ahead and take SMU getting the three and a half in the AAC title game. All right. That's a beauty card. SMU. The last time I took SMU, Eric Dickerson. Dickerson. Yeah, Craig James, the Pony (laughs) Express were playing. And Ron Meyer was going, I didn't do anything. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I got a game here that people are probably going to take for granted that it's going to be Oh, an easy game for him. I'm going to say just say this. It terrifies me to even take this pick like most of them. Uh, I'm taking two picks on the odds couple. I'm still not completely confident in the picks I'm taking because of, it's been a tough board the last couple weeks. Yeah. I'm taking New Orleans plus the four against okay. the Detroit Lions in that game. I like and that play. 
I hate when you say that. I know. I'm sorry, but I, I do. I say that I, to you. I like it. I'm, I don't want to ever say that to you. You're on a roll. No, <laughs> no. I'm with you 100%, Carb. I do. Uh, I'm glad you like it because you've been on fire. I'm taking New Orleans with no reservations plus the four in Love game. it. Sounds good. All yep. right, and then uh, we talked a little bit about 49ers and Eagles. That's right. You. I can't wait to hear this one because I got something for uh, who's hosting later on, Jeff? Uh, uh, Jeff and Pat the Designer. Yeah, Meller and Pat the Designer. With, uh, you're on with uh, uh, Waddle later. Correct, right? yes. Okay. I like the over. We're going to play over okay. 47 and a half. Um, I just think, look, the Eagles secondary, you look at the last couple of weeks, and I know they didn't score in the second half. That That's more because his wide receivers couldn't catch the ball, uh, Patrick Mahomes, a couple of weeks ago. You look what they did in that first half. Uh, you look at how easily uh, Josh Allen moved the football. Again, he had a costly turnover, but they racked up over 500 yards of offense, probably should have won the game in Philly last week. I just think the Eagles secondary is very susceptible. Now you've got some injuries across that D-line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane Johnson's going to play, mm-hmm. but he's just been banged up with a couple of different injuries this year. Um, I, I There are just too many things here that scream. Both teams move the football, and I think the San Francisco 49ers will have some success throwing the ball against that Eagles secondary. So I think points are going to be scored in this one. I think the Eagles might find themselves down where they're going to have to play catch-up in the second half like they have the last couple of weeks, and I like over 47.5 in 49ers and Eagles on Beautiful. Sunday. Beautiful. Okay, do you have any more? That's it for me. I'm going right, to give just those two. Okay, and I got two, and now it's time for something that, I mean, a lady stopped me on the street. Are you going to have Brendan's bargain basement betting, bargain basement betting tip uh, pick? And I said, yes. If he of course. Decides- could come in, and here he is, Brendan Wiley, ladies and gentlemen, who's on fire. What's your pick, Brench? There's only two games I found myself looking at this weekend. Oh, boy. I'm going to go to Cleveland, L.A., mm, and what I'm looking nice. at is the over. Sounds weird nice. when you're taking an over in a Cleveland game. Yeah. I got to yeah. tell you, I know they're historically hard to pick up first downs on, but when you look up the, the point totals they're giving up, it's not special. It's good, but it's not special. I'm also betting on Matt Stafford, who's capable of making big plays for both the offense and the defense, doing that in this one. You know, maybe a couple turnovers, maybe a couple big plays. It's only at 40 and a half. I don't need a lot of points to beat that over. No, you don't. No, and look, Miles Garrett is walking around with a, a, one of his shoulders in a sling, yep, for crying out loud. trying to do it by himself. Yeah. And Stafford's a walking pick six. Yes, All he, he needs to do is throw one of those. Okay. And, and that point total will get up there. Over 40 and a half. Like it. Beautiful. Brendan's bargain basement betting. Pick. Another fun show. We broke yep. down all the great uh, big-time college action for the weekend, gave you some best plays. Uh, enjoy the weekend, everybody. Thank you to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, as always. Thanks to Brendan Riley and Eric Ostrowski, and thank you most importantly for listening. This was a fun one. Uh, we're at a great time of year. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to talk about the final four teams for the playoff next week when we're back, Mikey, and a lot of great action as the Bears will return uh, to action against the Lions. So uh, enjoy this weekend, my friend. Happy wagering, and we'll see everybody again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.